All right. Thanks for joining us again for another episode here with the Uninformed Gamers. I am Chameleon or Chris. And I am Darkness Tiger or Devin. You can call me either because I don't respond to either. And I like how your intro is back, Chris. Your intro is back to being, hey, uh, welcome back to the uh, Uninformed uh, <laughs> Uninformed Gamers podcast. Uh, I am <clears throat> host uh <laughs> your intros are just so meta and just so let's just hop in and do it <laughs> yeah man got to get in there you know <laughs> no i understand but what's going on brother man uh, can i tell you a story a funny story yeah 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 go ahead shoot shoot so as you are aware as all the fans are aware as all of the listeners are also aware i've been trying my hardest to get a next gen console whether it be the Xbox Series X or the digital edition PS5. So I'm really keeping my eye on everything. I'm, every time I, I get an alerts, I have the whole setup ready to go. So as I'm sitting at work, I get an alert. Hey, Target is going to be having some Xbox Series X's restock in about 15 minutes. So I'm in the middle of a meeting, just like, oh, damn it. This is the worst possible time this is going to happen. However, I'm still going to set a timer for 14 minutes just so I can be prepared. So I go ahead and I set my timer and the 14 minutes goes past, little vibration kick. So I was like, okay. I go onto the Target website and it says that it'll be available in one minute. So I'm like, cool. All I got to do is just wait that additional minute, hit refresh, and I'm in the money. I'll finally have a next-gen console. <laughs> so the 15-minute hits. I hit the refresh icon. The second I hit refresh, at the exact minute the clock turned, it said sold out. <laughs> I was so freaking pissed off, Chris. I can't because, like, I literally just sat here and waited 15 minutes. I did it at the exact time change for the 15-minute mark, hit refresh, and it said sold out. And I am like, so you guys mean to tell me. That in the manner of a split second, the entire thing sold out. And so once it says sold out, it says another restock will be in 10 minutes. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I will go ahead and set another timer for nine minutes. And then I'll be on this page ready to refresh when the clock hits. So I get onto the page. It's nine minutes. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just hit the refresh icon just to be on the safe side. Hit refresh. It still says one minute. I'm like, okay, so it's not me. So then the clock changes again. It goes up a minute. I hit refresh again, sold out. Oh my God. This continued for like three tries, Chris. That and is obnoxious. Every single time I hit refresh, it would say sold out. And that's where I am like, I, I'm literally done because the same thing happened with the PS5 digital edition. Um, I believe, uh, was I don't know if it was GameStop or if it was Walmart, one of those companies had a restock for the digital edition. I'm like, oh, great, great, perfect. I can get the PS5 digital edition, have that mm -hmm. in my stable. Uh, exact same situation. Go to their website, hit the refresh button, completely sold out. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm happy, so, I'm happy to see some people are getting them, but I'm most certainly not. I think the issue you ran into is bots. Bots are just buying up stock. So, like, a lot of these companies don't have uh, good bot protection when it comes to their site and buying um, buying things. Actually, basically, a lot of them have no bot protection. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds like, because obviously a human wouldn't have been able to, in a split second, to have been able to purchase that 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 item. There's Absolutely. No and, the so, and the target, 
for the Xbox Series X, it was doing, um, you could only buy one, but it was had to be in-store pickup only. Still mm-hmm. sold out. That's crazy. So I, I would recommend two things. So I would recommend a giving it another go, but use a different site. So for example, um, like if you're going to go, if you're trying to get the series X, um, Microsoft, the, the Microsoft website actually yeah. does have bot protection. Yeah. And but, I, I've heard it works really well, but can you buy an Xbox directly off Microsoft? It's every time I've gone to the website, it only gives me like uh, places where I can buy it, such as target Walmart, Amazon, or one of the other affiliated companies. You, when I, I did look, uh, when this all began and like, and I, I, you could pre-order the, the series X from Microsoft itself. Right. I don't know if now, if they're back in stock to where, um, where you can buy it back in on their website again. Um, but that, that would be my recommendation if it, if it works, um, if they're, if they're still up there and everything. Um, but it was because I was I was look because I had like three, three, four tabs open of different like sites just trying to get one to work on on the day that releases went uh, the pre-orders went live in Microsoft right. Store. I did have a, a link open to them. It's um, it, The whole thing is just very frustrating, but we've talked about the frustrating part yeah. for quite a while. But I'm just like, I don't need the console, but I would like the console. <laughs> I would yes. Like a new console. Yes. Yes. My uh, my buddy, um, he still has the 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 Xbox One, and he's um, he's he has he's been trying actively and hasn't been able to get his hands on one either. And um, he uh, he's like at this he's he's having the same issue and wants like wants it as well. He decided I don't need it because this Xbox is still working, yeah. but I want it because I see like how fast you're getting in games. Your 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 console's like not crashing. He said I want a piece of that. Right. <laughs> um, and I'm so, right yeah. there. I'm literally right there with you in the exact same in in the exact same category. Is mm-hmm. that I just I'm tired of loading screens, and I also I want to play these newer games that are coming out on the best console possible because yeah. I don't have an Xbox one X. I have an Xbox one base. So oh, yeah. So I imagine, yes, everything it takes a lot longer. Yeah. 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 That one is. Yeah. Yeah. That one's dated. Um, but yeah. Um, besides, <laughs> besides uh, that, that's been going on. Uh, what have you been playing lately? Uh, I've been actually going back to the dirt five wheel. Well, because it's mm-hmm. such an easy game to play. I can yeah. see myself going and getting the 100% achievement on that one. So since I can just hop in and hop out, usually a race doesn't take any more than five minutes. I've been kind of going back to that one. I'm in between like work projects or in between like going out to, going out to dinner and places like that. Yeah. Because again, I'm, I'm really holding off on diving into a massive, a deep dive game until I get a new, new generation console. For so, sure. Right now, I'm just playing literally surface level stuff. And though I didn't find Dirt 5 to be the most interesting game in the Dirt series, I think it, it is literally just fine for a hop in and just hop out situation. Definitely. definitely. What about yourself? What are you currently playing? Um, I'm playing several games. Uh, I'm a busy man. Well, yeah. Yeah. My gaming my gaming is, is a mess. So with friends, I play League of Legends every now and then. Naturally. Um, I I have been playing Valheim. Um, it's that like survival Viking game. 
Yeah. Pr- pretty damn fun. Pretty good game. Grindy as hell, but pretty damn good. Right. Um, I've also been playing um, on uh, the Xbox. I've been playing Yakuza when no one's on, and I just kind of want to just be left alone. So how, how have you been liking the Yakuza? I like Yakuza. It's got a really good story. It does. Um, I I still haven't found that many side quests, but they do pop up here and there, mm-hmm. and I do do what I can to do them. I can't stand this the the cart one because it's hard. <laughs> it's like I'm like, man, I'm not gonna go around this city searching for these parts to buy, like, because my cart is just strictly the worst. Yep. <laughs> and I will tell you that it, that that cart mini game side quest or whatever gets very hard. I think yes. it's one of the hardest things I had to do. Yeah, dude. Like I'm on the part where they're like, "Oh, uh, well, we should we should wait for I don't even remember the dude's name to show up." So uh, let's have a race. I'm just like, man, I can't beat you. <laughs> like it's it's I have to race the, the dude that's like retiring to go uh, to go like work a, uh, his own business or whatever. Yeah, at his family business, and I'm just like, man, you're 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 like you're an over the top like announcer person and and your cart is absolutely busted (laughs) and he just beats on me and i i did it i tried twice and i was like yep all right i'm done i'm just gonna leave this side quest alone um next next week we're gonna talk about good starter games for people who are not well immersed into video games and i have to say the yakuza zero because that's the one i think you're playing because i i play that one too Yakuza mm-hmm. Zero, I think, is a great game for entry level gamers because there are, there are so many side quests, but also there's so many mini games within yeah. Yakuza that you can just focus on. Oh, dude, I went to the I, I unlocked the casino today. You better believe my I went in there. Okay. <laughs> uh, I I was actually on a roll. I won like four times in a row, just betting the highest that I had, <laughs> and then I lost one. <laughs> but but I only lost a hundred on that one, so it wasn't bad. I was doing pretty good. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I'm also playing Ark, um, yep. of course. Yeah. And uh, what'd you say? Naturally. You, you're in, you are really into Ark, and I just never understood why. Have you ever played it? It does not seem like my type of game. You would have to play it and understand why. Okay. Like I play on a private server now with increased rates so that like I don't have to deal with the official rates where where shit could take like 6 days and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um so it's just much it's very it's very um it can be very relaxing but sometimes it's one of the most stressful games in this world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like most of the time it's pretty chill, relaxed, you're just taming dinosaurs and creatures and going to fight shit. Mm. Um uh, on top of that, uh, me and the me and the girlfriend were playing uh, some Luigi's Mansion. We're we're almost done with Luigi's Mansion three. We're actually um, we're on like the the fourth last four, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, so we've been progressing nicely through that. Now, I, remember That's also really cool. I remember when the original Luigi's Mansion came out. That was such a fun game, and it was Probably. also so different than what we usually traditionally see with the Mario games. I agree. Mm-hmm. And it is good to see that Nintendo is running with Luigi as kind of like their own spearhead and not just yeah. leaving him in the shadow of the Mario realm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I love. I still would love to see Nintendo bring back the Super Mario RPG because I I still think it's the best Mario uh, game ever created. And, but they, they counter and say, well, Paper Mario is Super Mario RPG. I'm like, well, your 
partially correct, but it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm waiting for whenever that'll happen because that game was incredibly fun and completely underrated. If anyone were to like rate it low, yeah. completely underrated. Well, speaking of rating games and rating things low, did you play every Gears of War? Every single one of them. Every single one. Yep. Screen Rant recently came out with the list of the Gears of War ranked from worst to best. Would you be interested in taking a guess? Because there are a total of eight Gears of War games. Yep. <laughs> way more than I thought there was. Um, If I had to guess... Two or three is number one. Judgment has got to be like the lowest on that list. Okay. So you want me to start from the bottom, give you the worst one? Yeah. What's the worst one? Gears Pop is the worst Gears of War game. Oh, okay. That one, I didn't even forget that one. It's arguable whether or not Gears Pop counts as a true entry into the Gears of War (laughs) franchise, but the franchise only had two spinoffs in its long history, and Gears Pop deserves one more mention before it closes forever at the end of April. Developed yeah. by Fall Guys developer Metatronic, Gears Pop clones the popular gameplay of Clash Royale and combines with the Funko versions of the Gears of War cast. Despite bringing Xbox achievements and the promise of cartoony violence, this rote gameplay of this mobile title couldn't draw on an audience, and Gears Pop will soon be nothing but a memory. I don't remember this even coming out. Uh, I'm pretty sure I still have it downloaded. <laughs> you want to go back <laughs> one more time before it's gone next month? No, no, no. It was, it was okay. It was meh. All right, so that was number eight. Number seven is Gears of War Judgment. It was an absolute disaster of a game. (laughs) I I can't even believe that that came off of the design table. Like, it was just so unfun. (laughs) Gears of War Judgment is where I stopped playing. It was was terrible. I think it was was a prequel, if I remember correctly, or something. It was such a bad title. And I was just like, this is the most uninteresting Gears game I've ever played. And it doesn't even deserve to be mentioned in a sentence. It developed, was so bad. Developed by People Can Fly following the release of Bulletstorm, Gears of War yeah. Judgment is a side story for the franchise in more ways than one. Yeah. The, new attempt, the new team attempted to shake up the formula with new weapons, new multiplayer modes, and distinct changes on how to combat its function. Players can no longer tag grenades on walls, and the down-but-not-out state vanished from multiplayer taking the -the over-the-top executions along with it. Players were not thrilled with this change, and few of the new features carried forward into future titles. The campaign, focused on tight arenas and its borrowed ranking system from the Bulletstorm, are interesting additions, but nothing could overcome the franchise fatigue many felt upon release. Ultimately, Gears of War Judgment changed too much for what makes Gears work and failed to find an audience in lunch, making it the worst of the third-person shooter in the franchise. At least 100%. the developers had a practice with this type of shooter before going all in on a game like Outriders. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. it uh, didn't work out that well. Okay, so that was number seven. So now we're getting into the nitty-gritty of the main entries. Out of the main entries, what do you think is the worst one? Um, I would probably say it'd be four or five. Next one up is Gears of War 4. Yeah, before. Okay. This is this is sense. what I'm currently working my way through when I find time. Yeah. Uh, the first in the series from the current developer, The Coalition, Gears of War 4 served to prove that the studio could carry the franchise forward without its original creators. While the team did put their own spin on things, this transition pr- period provided a game that felt like more of much of the same for its runtime. 
New elements like JD's running as run as a protagonist and the robotic enemy faction were simply unexciting additions, and many of the changes were remixed or re-examined in the next entry. On the multiplayer mm-hmm. side of things, the introduction of randomized loot boxes was met by as well as one might expect. Better received with the DLC setup that added maps into Gears of War 4's matchmaking rotation for free at regular intervals. The game was still selling these maps for private matches, but it was one step towards the setup many shooters implement today. So Gears of War 4. Okay, so now we are on to number five. The fifth game, or the fifth ranking from Works the Bath, the number five, is the original Gears of War. How do you feel about this one? That makes sense. That makes sense. It more along set the foundation, but it was not, it wasn't the best Gears game by any means. I, it had it had many problems. I think, though, that my thing here is that I always give credence to the first one because the first one literally does set the base for everything going forward. So you're always trying to recapture that initial success that you got with the first one. Because when Gears of War 1 originally came out, this one was the game to watch. This was going to be the next big thing. And it actually, for once, it actually was the next big thing. It was, yeah, for sure. So, like, I agree that it 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 set the the tone and it it brought it was it was something new and it really brought like uh something new to like the consoles and like innovated really well. Um I had never seen a game like that before until that game popped up. But at the same time, if we're looking at like gameplay, um, just like the the like stickiness of the game Mm -hmm. and how like slow combat and stuff was, it really wasn't that great, Mm -hmm. like overall, but it is still one of my favorite games, but it's just it doesn't. It it fits that it's like mid list because that's where that's exactly where I'd put it like. No, I I 100% get that because if you take a look at the original Assassin's Creed versus what you see today. Oh, God, no. Oh, it is. The original Assassin's Creed is so repetitive and so boring. I never even finished it. I couldn't oh, do it. It's a game you can play and fall asleep. If you if you have difficulties getting to bed at night, just play the original Assassin's Creed. You'll eventually get to bed. Hey, man, go go assassinate this guy. Go do this, this, and this. And then rinse and repeat. You're doing the same exact thing for the next guy in line. But again, it... It set. It was something kind of new because yeah. Prince of Persia hit like some of those points, but not quite the assassination kind of thing. Right. Um, but um, it 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 really like is <laughs> set the tone. But like they also needed to make some changes, some Makes drastic sense. changes to what you did because it was bad with that. Like it was so repetitive. <laughs> like I don't even know how many like. I don't even remember their names, Tempests or something. Tempest. There was like 10 of them. <laughs> you had to do that over and over again. All right. Well, here's what they say about the original Gears of War. The original Gears of War is a stone cold classic that gave the Xbox 360 generation its very own Halo. But it's also much different than the franchise that followed in its wake. The dark undertones of Sarah and its government were more on the surface and the entire planet felt more hostile. The Krill sections, which had players sneaking through nighttime areas to avoid hungry bat-like predators, provided a great world-building concept amid frustrating gameplay. And while the core members of the Marcus Phoenix squad were memorable, the supporting cast had not yet risen to meet them. It's a formative entry with plenty of memories attached, but the best was yet to come. Okay? Yeah. So if my my, my best guess is Gears uh, 5 is going to be the next one. Okay. Well, your guess was wrong. <laughs> really? Gears Tactics. 
Okay. All right. So I, I, all right. That's different. <laughs> like it is, it is, it, it's like these ones that as mentioned aren't main series. Like this it's not, not the traditional like gears gameplay. Correct. Yes. Tactics is actually extremely good. It's, it's, it's a damn good, like tactical game. Mm. Like if you haven't played it, you should, because it's fantastic. If you like, uh, XCOM and stuff like that. Right. Um, and it has a v- damn good story that goes more into those side characters and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I limit like comparing it to the main franchise because it's a different type of gameplay. It is, but at the same time, by having that name attached to it, you kind of have to include it. You can't have a discussion about Gears of War without having a discussion about Gears Tactics, just like you can't have a discussion about Halo and cannot have a discussion about Halo Wars, which was the top-down, um, similar type of game. Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I get it. You, I get you, it. You, whether you like it or not, you have to include this. But here's what they say about Gears Tactics. It is impressive how well developers Splash Damage transfer the Gears of War franchise to the realm of RTS and tactics, but it does make sense. With gameplay all about crouching behind cover and setting up enemy ambushes, they only really needed to shift the camera and add a pause button. Gears Tactics provides some backstory to the characters introduced in the Coalition to mainline Gears games, packing in impressive boss fights and memorable characters along the way. When compared to other titles in its genre, Gears Tactics doesn't really hold up, but it's a fine bit of variety for franchise fans. So that was number four. So mm-hmm. your guess on number three is going to be? Gears 5. And you are wrong again. Gears of War 3. So, like, that is... That's, this is up to, like... This is getting down to the wire. This is, like, very subjective at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've been pretty much on, on par with the other ones. But, like... The these three at the top here are yep. all damn good. Like, yep. like Gears Two, Gears Three, and Gears Five. For me, they're they're quite close. Gears Five for me, because I, I was not like I loved the story. I loved everything they did with the story. It was it was fucking fantastic. I gotta get to um, some point. <laughs> but <laughs> but the multiplayer wasn't as good as I felt gears two and three were and okay. so it it took a it took a, a knock, knock for me on that well now here's what they say about gears of war three gears of war three is probably the most content packed package in the entire series a full co-op mm-hmm. campaign wrapping up the epic game developed trilogy a downloadable bonus campaign featuring the return of general ram an expansive deathmatch mode with a massive roster of playable characters and modes there's also both Horde 2.0 and Expanse upgrades to the original that let player build defenses at their leisure, and Beast, a mode that casts players as the Locust and a reversal of Horde. All that and a playable character voice by legendary rapper Ice-T made Gears of War 3 a fitting end to Epic's time with the franchise. So now mm. we're down to the final two. What is going to be your guess for the, the, la- the number two? <laughs> well, my guess is I'm going to just say Gears 5 again because it it doesn't belong at number 1 for me. You've been wrong so many times, Chris, and you want to do is this are you locking this answer in? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to probably pick Gears 5 as number 1, but it shouldn't be. Well, for number 2, they have decided that Gears 5 it deserves the second spot. Yep. All right. Good. The, the Go latest in the series now just called Gears. Gears 5 takes the new step forward to finally expand on the gameplay formula seen throughout the rest of the franchise. 
The campaign introduced open-world sections filled with collectibles and Gears 5 alternate combat scenarios hint at the next-gen future while the story branches off in new and interesting directions. The multiplayer and horde modes removed many of the most obvious mon- uh, removed many of the more arduous monetization elements of Gears of War and present something streamlined for its dedicated fans. Although most of them probably could do without the Terminator and all the other crossover characters, even so, Gears 5 is a solid entry in the series that foretells a bright future for Gears. And then so, that leaves number one, Gears of War 2, allegedly the best Gears of War game. I can agree with it. The The Coalition has certainly come close, but nothing in recent time touches the heights that Gears of War 2 reached upon its debut. A refinement of the classic original, the second entry in the series proved how much room for expansion there was in the Gears of War universe. The introduction of Horde Mode was a revelation that other games wouldn't wait around to copy. The second time this happened in the franchise's short life. Outside of the innovation, the strong character introductions in various new environments led to a strong and memorable middle chapter in the original Gears trilogy. So I would say, and with the solid clearing at the end, it's another Gears please. So I would say that Gears of War 2... I, I would not disagree with that being the best one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good with it. Well, Cause like my number, my number one was, it, it was really close between two and three. So I could swing either way. It just depends on the day. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. But so, since we've gotten over the gears of war news, there's also some other major Microsoft news going on too. Yeah. Yeah. So the Bethesda, uh, acquisition has finally finally been completed. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been uh, what is it about five or six months they were working on that acquisition, which is pretty standard for acquisitions. Um, they uh, finally got the uh, the check mark from the EU, um, and so they're good to go. And so Microsoft this week held their uh, press conference. Um, it was a very is very different from their like normal. Uh, press conference it was like a it was like more like a like a round table um kind of format and i actually really enjoyed the the format um it, they really just went around the like room talking about the acquisition um how it's been like working uh, like over the years like bethesda and microsoft like working together on issues and um really just like they were like it, it seemed like over the years microsoft had been helping um bethesda with things like for example, Fallout 76 was a disaster on launch. Um, supposedly, yeah. it's a totally different game now. Yeah, that's what um, I hear. I don't know. If, have you ever played it? I played it on launch. Um, I did not. I, I'm, I'm not a Fallout person. I, yeah. really, I really could take or leave Fallout as a series itself. And Fallout 76 did nothing that made me change my mind. So I yeah. never decided. Nothing looked. Nothing that I saw was a reason for me to spend the time downloading it. Okay. Yeah. No, though that's that's fair. I'm not the biggest Fallout fan, but I do like the series. It's yeah. just one I of like the that. Fallouts uh what'd you say? I like the idea of Fallout. Yeah, yeah. One of the Fallouts gave me a complete headache. Uh, because of with with the bugs, and I just kept getting stuck in death glitches that I couldn't get out of, and would have to restart the entire game over Welcome again. Which was cool. Um, <laughs> so I so here's me hoping that now that Bethesda has access to Microsoft's unlimited money, that they're able to get the tools and all the people that they need to make these uh, games better, 
and more bug proof. <laughs> you will never be completely bug free, but please, for the love of God, help with the bugs. Um, <laughs> like there's uh, there's jokes on uh, on on Steam. Like if you go if you look at like uh, Skyrim on Steam, yeah. there is literally a mod package that if you download the mod package, it fixes all the bugs in in like the Skyrim game. <laughs> really. Oh, it's comical. So like I am I'm happy to see this acquisition. This is one that is big for the gaming industry and it makes sense because they've they've kind of partnered together for a long time on different things and it, I'm really glad to see that they they saw that like hey, we should just we should just partner up. Let's just do this and um and what that's going to bring, the fruit of that labor was going to bring to us consumers is going to be wonderful. So uh, here is a statement um, from Phil Spencer himself during this um, during this like press release, uh, this round table mm-hmm. that uh, occurred. So he says, I'm going to try and be be as clear as I can, because what I what I think, what I just think it's fair. Uh, so obviously, I can't sit here and say every Bethesda game is exclusive because we know that's not true. There's uh, contractual ob- obligations that we're going to see through, as we always do in every one of these instances. Um, we have games that exist on other platforms, and we're going to support those games on the platforms they're on. So that's really cool to see that they're going to... Um, continue to support those games. They're going to keep those legacy people happy. So Elder Scrolls Online, you're good. You're you're staying around on PlayStation. You're just fine. Um, but newer titles, uh, say uh, Elder Scrolls 6, Starfield, they're more than likely not going to be on anything other than um, uh, X, Xbox and uh the like cloud streaming that Microsoft. Yes, because currently, um, because as uh, Chris mentioned with the Phil Spencer quote, because there's contractual obligations still out there, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo will still be PS5 exclusives. On launch, yes. On launch. So it means that, what that basically means is that they're going to eventually come to both consoles, but PlayStation 5 is going to get them a lot sooner, which is fine. That's just kind of how it works. But yeah. at the same time, Microsoft and Bethesda can literally say the next Sky, the next uh, Elder Scrolls is going to be um, Microsoft exclusive. Yep. The next um, Fallout can be Microsoft exclusive. There's, mm-hmm. there's so many different things that Microsoft is really in a major position because yep. one of the biggest criticisms, you have no exclusives. You just literally got some of the biggest games of the years. Yes, yes. So just think about this. Franchises like Dishonored, Doom, which is a huge one, um, Fallout, yep. Prey, yep. Rage, yep. Rage Two was actually made by Bethesda. Yeah, uh, the Oblivion series, um, Elder Scrolls Online, The Evil Within, Wolfenstein, which is a really fun one. Mm-hmm. Like these are huge franchises, and they have a huge falling following. Um, so I'm I'm really happy to see this. So like. Game Pass subscribers will be getting these games uh, day one, which keeps adding to the value of Game Pass. 100%. It is literally the best deal in gaming, 
hands down. Hands There's down. no questions asked. And like, I, I mean, it may seem like you and I are Microsoft stands, but we're really not. We are. Yeah. We are the best bang for the buck stands. And right. We literally, you literally cannot argue that having a Xbox Game Pass or even doing their subscription program to get a new generation console, you can't argue that that's a good idea. It, it's yeah, flat out. Nope. It, it's it is what it is. And though I'm going to be purchasing a PS5 for the exclusive games that will only come to PS5, I have to come mm-hmm. to the realization that I'm most likely to be paying full price for each one of those games. Yep. Whereas with Sony's or with the Microsoft's Bethesda acquisition, me having Game Pass. I usually don't have to worry about that because the games come on Game Pass anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I knew uh, the real sidebar mm-hmm. with the former head of, I think it was the former head of the current head of Rockstar says the people are, need to get prepared for shelling out $70 for video games. And to, yeah. and to which I said, I'm not playing paying $70 for Grand Theft Auto V again. Dude, they need to stop. So, <laughs> so that studio in particular, I'm, I'm open to many other studios doing the seventy dollar thing. Fine, but but you, Rockstar, no, 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 no. You guys <laughs> have milked generations <laughs> off the same game. You need to cut it out. Like you made more than probably. Most other gaming studios ever will through the year through one franchise, Grand Theft Auto Five, right? <laughs> and it, it's it's absurd to me that they think that that seventy dollars is a good move. I I I I don't agree with them. Well, it, well, again, if, if that's the way the market is going, that's just the way the market is going. However, as an Xbox Game Pass user, you pay your monthly payment. And you have an unlimited, or not one say unlimited, about 100 plus games that you can play in any given moment, plus yeah. all the new releases. Whereas, though Sony has PlayStation Plus, yeah, it's not the same. It's PlayStation uh, Now, I think it's called. Okay, PlayStation Now, whatever it is. Yeah. It's, it's really not comparable. And yeah. if you want to be paying $70 per exclusive game, that's great. But you're, I'm not going to be paying $70 for video games every month. No, no. It, it what I really love about Game Pass, if I really like, so say a game's about to be removed from Game Pass, and I really want it and really love the game and want to keep it. Yeah. Um, they actually give you a discount for buying the game. Mm-hmm. That's like crazy to me. Like I'm, I'm like I'm invested in this subscription, and I'm gonna keep paying for the subscription. But hey, this game is leaving us. If you want it, go ahead and take it at a discounted rate. I'm like, ho, ho, ho. It's like a it's, flea, it's like a flea market. Like everybody's closing up shop. They're like, well, we don't really want to take it with us. Just give us five bucks. You can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, let me go on and finish off this. Uh, Phil's uh, statement. There's a few more paragraphs here. Um, so we have games that exist on um, other platforms, and we're going to continue uh, support those games on the platforms they're on. Uh, there are communities of players. We love these communities, and we'll continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there might be things that have either contractual uh, things or legacy on different platforms that will do. But if you're an Xbox customer, the thing I want you to know is this is about delivering great exclusive games uh, for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. And that's our goal. That's why we're doing this. That's the root of the partnership that we're uh, building and creative capability, we will be able 
to bring to market for our Xbox customers. It is going to be the best it's ever been for Xbox after we're done here. And that's pretty much his closing statement with all of that. Um, So he was very, I felt like he was very clear. Um, We don't know all the contractual obligations that Microsoft has um, that well, Bethesda has behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So there may be some other things, but I'm for for me. I'm assuming Elder Scrolls uh, Six, that's Xbox PC exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, uh, Starfield Xbox PC exclusive. Absolutely. Um, in the new Indiana Jones game, also the same thing. Yeah, and I I because I am split on this because we know it's going to be Microsoft exclusive at some point. But will Microsoft publish them out to other to like Sony? I don't know because now with that statement, yeah. it doesn't seem like they're really interested in doing that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. They're 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 trying to pull pe- more people into this ecosystem, whether it be via phone, tablet, um, Xbox, or PC. They're just trying to get you into the Xbox ecosystem, and I love that move. I. The more the more ways to play, the better, in my opinion. Nope. It, it is just making it is just continuing building upon your base. Because by Xbox and Microsoft doing the subscription program, don't think that Microsoft is not making money off of this. They are definitely making money. Hand There's over no fist every not. month. Hand over yeah. fist every month. And mm-hmm. even though even though Microsoft is making all this money, an article came out two days ago that PS5 is the fast-selling console in U.S. history for dollar sales. I have a problem with the sales right now because of the bots. Yeah, we I don't, don't really know true. how well these fucking things are selling. Exactly, because you, you can't predict what people are actually out there buying, considering yeah. a lot of people do not have the PlayStation 5 or yeah. the Xbox Series X, even if they want them, even if they wanted to go out and buy it. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it's It's crazy to me. Um, but we will we will definitely uh, keep an eye on this. See uh, what what the future holds with uh, Microsoft. Supposedly, there's supposed to be a big Bethesda event soon, mm-hmm. um, probably within the next few months, um, to talk about probably some of these projects they're working on. Maybe we'll see a little bit more of Elder Scrolls uh, Six, uh, some Starfield because we actually haven't seen Starfield. We've only seen um, a 30 second cinematic trailer. Yeah. Matt. Yep. And same thing with Elder Scrolls as well. Um, so I, I hope that those we get to see those soon. Um, but if they're not ready, don't give me a release date, please, for the love of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this was this was a, this was a big week for Microsoft. Um, everyone seemed to really like uh, what they had to say. Um, I'm sorry, PlayStation fans out there, you probably won't be getting some of their big exclusives. Uh, but you still have Tokyo. Um, what is that one called? Um, Ghostwire. Ghostwire. Ghost yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo and uh, Deathloop coming. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they're still going to be fantastic games, especially Deathloop. Yes. Deathloop looks very exciting. Yes, I, I am. I am very excited to try that. I'm. I'm curious with these contractual obligations. Are they console exclusives? So that are these going to be on PC? Because if so, that means I get them on Game Pass day one yep. on PC, and I can just put it plug in my controller. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we'll we'll, yeah. see. we'll we'll keep our eye on this uh, because nobody knows what, what the future holds. 
But as of right now, I think Microsoft is putting itself in a better position for this console generation than Sony is. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I've seen a lot of mixed messages from Sony. It was it's it's weird to me that they still don't have their uh, SSD install ready for installing into your console. So there's people out there that have had 667 gigs of storage this yep. entire time. And that's very low. Yep. Especially considering Call of Duty takes up 400 gigs itself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So like, I don't know what they've been doing as like a, like a way around that. Cause I don't have the console to like have to worry about it, but mm. um, they, they, they need to be more clear with their messaging. And they, they also don't seem to have like basically any games coming this year, which is, which is actually really strange for Sony. Well, uh, again, they have a couple games coming out, but do they have like massive hits? I don't no. know because last year they, they had some massive hits. They had The yeah. Last of Us 2. They had Gosuna of Tsunami. Yeah. And this year, I think that for both, because again, it's not just Sony's fault. It's also Microsoft's as well. They don't have a whole lot coming out this year. Yeah. And I truly don't get why people, specifically people who make who own these stupid bots, going all the way back to the start of this conversation, there's really no reason to be rushing out and buying these consoles this exact moment. No, no if you're not... If you don't have enough money to do it, don't worry about it. Just yeah, take wait. take your stimmy check and pay off your bills because you ain't paid yes. you ain't paid your rent in three months. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I think I think it's a good stopping point for the day. What do you think? I think so, and I think that next week we will try to have another guest in our podcast. Maybe the same, maybe a new one. We might not have anybody. We'll just determine that. But next week, I would really like to talk about. A discussion that the more well, this is kind of was kind of when we started the pandemic, that video games and getting back into playing video games or playing video games for the first time as an adult. I would like to hit on the point, and we could come up with a couple suggestions of video games that are good starter video games for those who are not familiar with consoles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this will be this will be this will be a fun one, I and think our so. guests, I'm sure, will have some good. Um, some good opinions on the matter as well. So we'll talk more about it next time. Thanks so much, Chris. Want to go ahead and do our send off? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thanks again for uh, joining us for another episode of the uninformed gamers podcast. Um, please. If, if you like the show, um, just please leave us a review on wherever you're um, listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. If you um, tell your friends or whatever about us, um, get us out there. We, we really appreciate it. Um, again, I am chameleon or Chris. Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash iChameleonI, and that is K-A-M-E-L-I-O-N. And um, you can also find me on uh, YouTube and um, Twitter at Chameleon Games. And I am Devin, also known as Darkness Tiger. You can find me on Xbox Live Marketplace. And feel free to tweet at us on our Uninformed Gamers Twitter page. We are really trying to build a following because aren't you tired of seeing these same old faces on YouTube and doing podcasts? Aren't you tired of the people who are way over the top, who don't make it fun, the ones who have interest in corporations, and the ones who are paid to have an opinion? We're not paid to have an opinion. It's just me and my brother just sitting here having a conversation as normal uninformed consumers. However, as I've mentioned this before, people really do appreciate the conversation we have because our thoughts are not controversial. It's just us, people who are spending out our own hard-earned money, talking about what the industry needs to do, 
what the industry is doing and what the industry can do better. And I think that if you guys really like the idea of what we're doing here, please feel free to give us a like or subscribe to one of our many podcast locations, whether it's on the podcast app on your Apple, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Audible, doesn't matter. Wherever you listen to this podcast, give us a like and subscribe and tweet us. If you want to see me versus Chris, we can do that. It's just up to you guys. So thanks so much for stopping in for another episode. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Later, folks.